Wow. Well, what did yeah. you think of Dynasty? Um, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so dramatic, so exciting. Everyone's attractive. I really like it. It's a little over the top, but I love it. It's supposed to be. Right? Right. I, I It brought me back to the good old days of Doesn't shoulder disappear. pads and crystal, and it was definitely... I mean, they're modern. They don't have all the, you know, they don't have all the, uh, the 80s feel, but that's... Uh, no, no, I mean, but still, it, it is that money, power, crazy, okay. like, yeah. Okay. And everyone's attractive. So it's kind right. of the same. Oh, I mean, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, so they the didn't have the shoulder pads. Well, they're coming back. They are making their comeback. Are they really? Yep. I have a couple things that have them in them. <laughs> Either that or I'm just bringing them back because I want to be on Dynasty I so bad. I could do it. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk to the CW's people. And, uh, you know, they wrote, the people that did Dynasty, they wrote Gossip Girls mm-hmm. and the OC. They produced it. Yeah. So I knew this was going to be a hit. Yeah. And everyone seems very, to love it. Very well received. It's um, every, our new guilty pleasure. We have Blake Carrington. And he obviously rules Dynasty. And, you know, he's manipulating his own kids and Fallon and Steven. We have Fallon Carrington, who's ready to take over the family business and the world. But she's in for a big surprise. Cue Crystal. Yay. My favorite. Her father's <laughs> equally ambitious and gorgeous young, young, That's young, young fiance. Yes. I'm talking like young. Like they're almost the same age. Yeah. That's they what, are the same yeah. age. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so get ready. The women of the show are bosses. They're not fighting for a man. They're fighting for business and family. For the Carringtons, that's the same thing. So don't miss Dynasty Wednesdays on The CW. Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Should I tell my story? I think you should. We're wrong. <laughs> We're wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> This, welcome to I Brandy mean, Unfiltered. Welcome, yes. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. We are drinking for the first time ever on the podcast. Together on the podcast. We're, I'm enjoying this. We're having champagne because it is after five. Correct. And normally I'm in here during the daytime or, or late morning. Yeah. So we're having little mini you bottles of champagne. The whole bo- you could put the whole bottle in I know, the glass. but then I just feel like I want to – I like to refill, you okay. know? Yeah. yeah spread okay. it out. It's a good sensation. Cheers if you eyeballs. Cheers. Eyeballs. Yes. Cheers. As they say, my or, grandma okay. used to say who was Russian, Nazarovia. And my grandma used to say, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope she said that. (laughs) She did say, fuck you, just drink it. Okay. Mm. It's good. feels nice. Relax. We have these in fancy plastic wine glasses. We do. I'm I'm worried they're going to separate. I'm going to make a mess. It's okay. Okay, so, Will. Yes. Travesty happened, and I was just telling you about it, and I said, I'm not sure <laughs> and I said, I think you if we should share this. Unless you did something really well, inappropriate. I did, okay. apparently. I just don't remember. If it and comes to that, we will cut it out. Um, I think I probably scarred poor DJ for life, okay. and I haven't talked to my friend's husband oh. so or her because I'm afraid to answer my phone because she keeps calling to oh. check on me. Okay. Well, she's checking on you, which means she hopes right. that you're doing okay, right? Well, I haven't seen her like since Labor Day, I guess, or whenever that was, like in a couple months. Like yeah. she's the one, my girlfriend, that showed up to the party that you came to yes. the next day. Oh. So, and then she Thinking missed dinner. It was that day. Yeah, because she's a little bit, you know, an organizer maybe. Okay. Sounds like it. Okay. So we plan a dinner on Monday night to see my friends, Janelle and Lawrence, and I love them. And they're awesome, like to death. Mm-hmm. We booked Soho House. We said 7.30. She okay. wanted 7 because she likes to go to bed very early. 
but DJ, because of his work schedule, he doesn't get home till 6.30, and he lives in the Valley, so we needed 7.30. So we get there right on the dot. We're never late. Mm-hmm. And we're drinking. He's having, like, vodka gimlets, and... Um, That's what DJ's drinking. Yeah, and okay. I'm having Whispering Angel as, what's you know, a, ooh, What's a Whispering Angel? It's a rosé. It's this, a rosé wine. Oh, it's a I wine. can't, yeah, I can't okay. do, like, hard alcohol. Okay. Um, anyway, so, but let's cut back. So okay. recently, yes. I told my doctor... Um, I'd been cutting my Xanax in half because it, they just felt like they were too strong. Right. And I had been having 1.0, and that's quite a strong Xanax okay. for a little person. Okay. And so he wrote me a prescription for new ones that are 0. 0.5. Right. And the new ones are really pretty, and they're pink. Okay. Pinkish orange. Yeah. And so is my cholesterol medicine. Okay. That I take at night with meals. Okay. And I brought it with me in my purse because yeah. obviously I need to take my – Yeah. I, it's out of control, my cholesterol. Okay. Um, and I figured I'd be staying at DJ's. I probably wouldn't go home. You know, it was just yeah. like, what, like thinking ahead. Right. So my friends are not showing up. We're sitting there. We're getting totally wasted at the bar. <laughs> just and, the two of you. Yeah. And it's like. They thought it was the next day. No. They oh. just forgot altogether. So I called. Oh. And she was like, oh, no, we just finished karate. Oh, my, oh my God. No. And then she's like, Lawrence is on his way. I'll be right behind him. Because they live very close to there. Okay. So her husband gets her, Lawrence. I'm... I also like that they just finished karate. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they're their oh, children. Shoot, we, we were doing karate. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they did seem out of breath, but it was very odd, but it's it was best. for their kids. Okay. Um, and so when Lawrence gets there, we go immediately and sit. We're pretty shit-faced. Okay. And How many I, glasses of wine have you had at this point? I'm probably – I'm almost done with the bottle. Goodness. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because We've the, all been there. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. Well, it was like an, a good hour. Right. And, you know, there's nothing really else to do. And DJ and I talk all the time, so we didn't have a lot to say to each other. Okay. So I sit down, order my food. Um, Lawrence is talking. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Take my cholesterol medicine with the, my last bit of the right. bottle of wine. Right. And that's about all I remember. <laughs> I honestly – so I have a really beautiful bruise on my hand. Uh-huh. It's about the size of a dime. Okay. I have a bruise on my right foot. Okay. And my favorite Jimmy Choo shoes are broken. Okay. In two places, you Right. Said. Yes. And I don't have a recollection of how I got home. Okay. And apparently I was a horrible bitch. Oh. But I also apparently not only fell down the first flight of the little stairs to the hallway, but I fell on the big stairs before we got to the ground. Oh. So that was fun. And then uh, we got a huge fight in the car, which I don't remember you at DJ. all. Yes. Okay. And he brought me home. And then last night, well, the next day, I mean, he was just really upset, and I really didn't know what had happened. I was yeah. like, "What?" And then I was just looking at. I'm like, "Wait a minute," because I've ne- like, I just even if I have two bottles of wine, I can pretty much drink. Okay. I can handle it. Okay. So I seriously drugged myself. Okay. And as you by know, taking a Xanax yes, by mistake. I took a Xanax at dinner by mistake with my wine, which you're never supposed to do. No. And. Don't recollect getting home okay. and, and had two falls. Yeah. Thank God there's no paparazzi because it's Soho House and there can't oh, be. Oh, yeah. But there were a lot of people there because I remember when we got there, I was like, oh, a lot of people. Right. And I haven't answered the phone from my girlfriend, Janelle. She never showed up. But I'm, she's like, I'm worried about you. <laughs> Please call me. You should call her. I'm she horrified. Wasn't there, so I'm mortified. I am. I don't know what I said to anyone. I mean, her her husband would be the only person who told her any information. Well, yeah. So what did I say to him? I don't know. I don't know either. 
but you should call her to find out. Isn't it kind of like a mystery? It's a fun mystery, though. No. Like, Let's piece together the puzzle pe- of no, what happened like, it was last Brandy, night. a crazy That's wreck so again. <laughs> it's like a like a Nancy Drew novel. Like Nancy I've Drew been is there, but, like, wine. I have in the past stumbled out of a few restaurants okay. that it was not a hot look. Okay. But never have I drugged myself except for when I would roofie myself to fly. But that was like way back you when. You actually took a roofie? Mm-hmm. You can buy those? Yeah. In Mission District in San Francisco. What are they for? It's roofing all. It's a date rate drug. Date rate well, drug. I know that. But, but why would you give it to yourself? Like, what I, is it? I was completely miserably afraid of flying. Is there a medicinal purpose for them outside? Yeah, it of... knocks you out for 12 hours. Okay. And then you land and you're in Milan and you right. have no recollection of flying. <laughs> and they have to shake you awake. That's frightening. Every time. I don't know if I would want to do that. Well, I was told there were Xanax, but they're $5 a piece and buy a drug dealer. So apparently. You bought. Xanax from a drug dealer. Well, I was like 23. I didn't have oh, like. Oh, you were young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where, where I was, was like, I going to? I didn't probably even have medical insurance. Oh, so I don't okay. know. I see. I see. Don't judge. He sold you. Rupees. I have bought other things from drug dealers as well That's along along my many years alive. Yeah. Not who hasn't? Not recently. I haven't. You but, haven't. But who hasn't? Not you. Not me. No. Besides me. Mm. So, yeah, I'm gonna dial it down a little. <laughs> if it's any c- consolation. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I got blackout drunk. Oh, good. And uh, don't have any recollection leaving. We were in West Hollywood. Don't remember leaving West Hollywood and woke up naked under a blanket. With on a my sore butthole? couch. No. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was naked under a blanket under my friend's couch. Naked. And I that's sat good, up. That's a good song. Naked under a blanket. The, see the fear on my face because I was like. You didn't know where you were or how, what you were doing? Yeah. No really? Idea. Where were you? Like, uh, how? Where were you when you got blasted? The Abbey. Blast- oh, oh! And Are you sure your butthole wasn't sore? <laughs> yes. Uh, my wallet and my phone were stolen that night. Oh, good. But I'm not the kind of person who, no matter how intoxicated I am, I would never take them out of my pockets and set them down. Would never do that. Right. So you you were making out with somebody. I was dancing very very closely with some girl, <laughs> and. Uh, she robbed you? I, I, this is my theory because I'm leaving and I tell my buddy, I'm like, I want to go back and ask for that girl's phone number. So I go back. Now, granted, I, was, I, remember, I remember dancing with her and all that stuff, so, but I know I was pretty drunk. So maybe I was like sloppy dancing and maybe I stepped on her feet. Like I probably was not the picture Where of was your, your wallet and your – and your and In my your back pocket. Back pocket. Both of them. Yes. Okay, that's weird for a guy anyway. Pockets. That's odd. I don't keep anything in my front pocket because it looks strange. Well, it looks strange in the back pockets too. No, because no one can see it. Yeah, no, like if you're dancing, it looks like you're trying to pad your butt. But okay, go on. Oh, okay. Anyway, I go back and I'm about to like say something to her. We have really bright lights on, but go on. Oh, I can turn them off. Yeah, these we need to the, turn these them off. These were around. for Rob Sesternino. Yeah, that's so stupid. Why did he try to come in my pocket? <laughs> I turned them on for him because he's shooting a little thing. He's very thing. nice. He's I like him. Yeah. You should have him on your podcast. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. So I go back to ask this girl somewhere and she like was with her friends and she looks up at me and she goes, you need to leave. Like, so stern and angry. And I was like, what? She's like, get out of here. Oh. And I was like, well, I, exactly. I was like, whoa. And I looked at my friend, and he was like, kind of shrugged. And I was like, all right. So then we left. How? I didn't know that you could pick up girls at the Abbey because it's, it's a gay bar because I go there Here's often. the thing. Okay. Usually, if you can find the girls that the go girls, there. And yeah. they know that you're the, like, one or two straight guys but at the Isn't that a question mark? Whether or not I'm straight? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, that's it. I would not. I couldn't. I you would don't think like, so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she said, get out. Go mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Very, very. Like, Sternly, her, like, I will not forget she was going to kill you? Face. Yeah. It was very aggressive. Did you grab her or something? No. 
Well? I did not grab her. Like, grab her, like, hey, give me your phone number? No, like, fill her up or something like no. that would be inappropriate, and that's no. why she would sternly yell at you to leave. No. Was she with a group that's of not... thugs? I don't know. Was she with men or women? She was with a guy and a girl. Oh, the guy stole your shit. You think so? Yeah. He took it? What, I Jalice mean, it probably... They saw how drunk you were, and... I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I didn't put myself in a good position, granted. But again... I wouldn't. I'm not the I kind of person. I would steal a phone, though. What are you going to do with a phone? They didn't do anything with it, but they spent money on the card and me- cards immediately. At the Abbey? No. It was, they like went back out to near where I live in the valley. And there was like gas at a gas station and a 7-Eleven in Valley Village. They could possibly have video of that. Who it was. So? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Let's track these people down. You should. They're like, do you follow a part with the cops? I was like, well, I canceled the cards. Like, I don't know what like, I can do. But get to the bottom of it. And then they spent $266 at Sears. And I was like, ugh, have some, have some fucking taste what, if you're going to You know what? They money. probably bought a vacuum. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know what? That's you're a, right. yeah. I would have bought some. Yeah. Like, I buy I, listen, too. I buy like electronics and things like that. Or what do you call it? Yeah. You, House, what do you, household, yeah, household goods. Appliances. Yeah. I would, I would do that. Okay. Have good um, warranties. That's true. Yeah. So they probably bought a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Uh, and then they spent $250 at Home Depot. Oh, good. So they're build- they're really they're that? building they're re- they're redoing their house. And then on the credit card, that was for my debit card. This is all on one day. In the morning. Wow, it's that, like, like at, when morning. you woke up, it was done. Yep. They usually ask for ID, and then you need a zip code. They never ask for ID on the. Credit did, card. Maybe you. T- oh, but, when but you they go have to your these wallet. Stores, they they don't, have your wallet, right? But it's an old zip code. That license actually had a different address. How do you get gas then? So if you run a debit card as a credit card, all you have to do is sign. And hit enter. They don't ask. They never ask for ID. Because I use the little the machines there, and yeah. I always have to put my zip code that matches the billing address. That's if you buy it outside. Oh, you go in, and yeah. then you're shady as fuck. Yep. Yeah. And then they use the actual credit card at Target for 150 something bucks. Mm, that's you're getting off good because Target, I cannot get out of there without spending like 500 dollars, right. and I don't even need anything. But it took like two weeks to get the money back in my checking account that they spent. Yeah, that would, that's not good. My credit cards are pretty good, except for my Amex. There's a PlayStation situation that we're still working on. With the children? Uh, it, it is not. It is. No. Okay. It's just a problem that right. they need to fix. Okay. And, but um, usually they're really good about getting everything right back. They were. I mean, yeah. they gave it back to me, but it took like 10 days. Right. But I had to wait five days for those charges to clear because they were ran as credit. And, you know, when you run something as credit on your debit card, oh, it takes okay. like three or four days. Mm, wow. I was like, ah. That sucks. Yeah. So, look, <laughs> see, don't feel so bad. I, I I blacked out and then had my whole life get fucked up for like two weeks. Anyway, <laughs> as, I, as I picture my head, <laughs> what my friend Janelle is thinking, like, she's calling me. I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you. I'm like, oh, my God. You need to call her because I want to know what she's going to say. I know, but I have phone talking anxiety. It's the weekend. It's the freaking weekend. Just call her tonight when you're making dinner. It's not the weekend. It's Thursday. It's Thursday's like the beginning. What are you doing tomorrow? Why do you care? I'm not. I'm asking hypothetically. Do you have big plans? Yeah, like, I always have big plans. I'm working well. from home tomorrow. So like my weekend starts like now. That's why no. we're drinking in the studio. This episode is going to go up. Well, this won't be up for, for like a week or two. But the people won't know. The people will not know. No. Um, I don't actually. I'm trying to think of what my plans are. I'm feeling a little bit like lame. I don't have a lot of plans for tomorrow. Shoot. See? So the weekend. We have Start the weekend. plans on Saturday. There you go. And I have plans on Sunday. Okay. I was supposed to go out with my friend Carlton tonight, but I started my period and I'm very emotional. So I canceled <laughs> that. <laughs> so you're supposed to go out with a friend. 
Yeah. And you don't Remember go Carlton out. from The Witch from Housewives? We were going to go to dinner tonight at Delilah's at 9. I don't know if I met him. It's a girl. Oh, I don't know if I met Carlton. her. Carlton. She's go. gorgeous. She was, she was in here. Oh, my. That was Hilary with Ray. Must have been. They they kind of said she was the witch because she she studies witchcraft. Oh, so okay. There you have it. Okay. But she's not. She's well, lovely. Okay. Lovely, lovely lady. Um, and I haven't seen her in a minute. And we. Where'd you go? I can't. I You're cry. Fine, I cry. I will. Champagne. A little baby, tiny baby bottle of champagne is going to make me cry more. Really? I've been. I cried at my accountant's today. Well, I did write a check for sixty nine thousand dollars. Holy mackerel! Yep, that's Why? a part of the reason I cried. Okay. For my tax, my oh. that's. My oh. corporation taxes, so oh. I have to pay individually, which was forty something, which okay. that was fun. Okay. And then there was another eighteen, and then there's sixty nine. And I'm like, where did this money go that I supposed to make? Do you have all make? this like set aside for these purposes? Yeah. You have it ready, so you know. I know, it's waiting but I'm spent. still in shock about the amount that I supposedly made because you don't realize like then agents get twenty five percent. Oh yeah. You know, and then you, you take half five percent. Well, ten for agent, ten for manager, five for a lawyer to, that oh, does your yeah, deals. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 25%. And yeah. then you take almost half for taxes. taxes. And then so you're really not even, let's say, oh, it looks like you made half a million dollars. Yeah. You're left with 200. Yeah. And then you're still paying all of these, you know, expenses. So yeah, I mean, I saved and I'm fine, but I didn't realize. Still that. a painful check to it, Oh, you I have no idea. I filed divorce paperwork today. Oh, good. And that it was cost a me check. $435. It's a lot. I mean, it's not. She, and she has to pay the same amount when she files the response. And mm-hmm. we're doing this very peacefully and calm. Right. Like we, we got together. We're like it's it's good. Um, but Kirsten was just in here. Should we be worried? No, she's probably checking to see if he's here. Oh. And uh, to get married in California, it's very cheap, very easy. Yes. To get that divorced is, is very difficult and very expensive. I'm lucky that there's no lawyer involved. You are actually lawyers are the worst possible people alive. Well, my father's a lawyer. Okay. And he's a great individual. <laughs> what but kind of lawyer? he does like civil law and he's like Atticus Finch before that shitty second book came out where he turned out to be a racist. So he's, he's a like, really good guy. He's a great he helped he helps the world. Guys who get fired by like big corporations who like are trying not to pay them because they're right. shitty, he sticks up for those people. Okay, well that's good. He's a good he's a good man. Yeah. I haven't had a lot of <laughs> luck with lawyers. But that is not a circumstance you would find yourself in, so you probably wouldn't need my dad's services. That is true because I am a good human being unless I drug myself and then we do not know what happens. I think something comes something comes out of everybody. I this party Oof. person to me. We had like bottle service so things were free. And I was just oh, like shit. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> And get, I put my car, I woke up, and luckily I had my keys because my car was in the Abbey parking lot across the street in the valet parking oh. lot. Oh. Hmm. And they didn't charge me for the overnight. I was going to say, that's a pretty penny right there. I was like, bro. I, and I looked at him. Like, the look on my face, I was like, oh, I got nothing. You know I what I mean? Like, I no never phone, get out no of wallet. anything. He called his manager. like, it's cool. And I was like, my hair's all fucked up. My cl- you know what I mean? I just like look like Harold and Kumar just after finding White Castle. I don't even know what that is or okay. who that is. The listeners might know. Okay. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Is that a, like a cartoon? It's a movie. It's okay. a comedy movie. Listen. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> I'm a lot younger than you, so I, that's just way, way before my time. <laughs> that much younger. That came out in like 2005. I said, I'm a lot younger than you. Didn't you hear me? That was way before my time. It's true. Yeah. Let's not get it twisted. Um, all right. <laughs> Who are well, those people? Well, your guest is going to be coming in. Well, hopefully. He's my friend. His name yeah. is Ken Baker. Mm-hmm. I've known him for years, actually, and he's always been very kind to me. And... He, I, you know, I didn't realize, like, he would always put me up for, like, little jobs that made me, like, money on the side when I was just starting on Housewives, okay. and I was, like, a friend of not making any money. 
Um, but he was always really, really good to me. And he's written now a book, which is like his 10th book. Okay. I didn't know that he wrote all of these books till I studied. And I knew that he had had a brain tumor in the past, but I didn't know everything that surrounded it. And it's right. a really interesting story because it was a brain tumor that made him have female hormones in his body and made him start to lactate. And he had no sex drive. And he, it was, it's this whole crazy, like, he, he couldn't perform sexually. And he was a professional hockey player. Okay. Which I never knew because he's like little Ken to me. Like Ken's like right. a little guy. Right. Wow. I, I know, right? And I like so. And this is called his new book's called the the Ken to Ken Commandments: His Search for Like uh, God in Hollywood. Okay. And I'm not sure. Oh, he's here. He's I'm not here. sure if God is in Hollywood, but okay. we're gonna find out. Okay. All right. Brandy Glanville Unfiltered will be back in a minute. Look. It's no secret, bra shopping is a drag. Tell me about it. I mean, that's why I just don't wear them. So hard. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) But what if you could skip all the hassle and find a perfect fitting bra in minutes? What? What? Yeah. In minutes? Yep. Sound good? It's taken me a long time to find the right one so far. Well, you've got to check out Third Love. Okay. Just take Third Love's online fit finder quiz, and they'll recommend the bra that's right for your size and shape. But what if you accidentally think you're hotter or like more... Yeah, like if you're in the like, middle. If you're yeah, like, a, like what if you think, oh, I have really nice oval-shaped breasts, and right. they're actually like pear-shaped. Right. <laughs> then you take the fit finder quiz. Yeah. Okay. Then you're in denial. <laughs> okay. So they're obsessed with finding the perfect fit, as you should be too. That's why Third Love is the only lingerie brand that offers bras in half cup sizes. See. Wow. One for everybody. Wow. So I'm a B and a half. So if you had, if you didn't really know the shape of your boobs, right. they probably got you covered. Mine are boob-shaped. Yours are boob-shaped. I mean, most <laughs> boobs are boob-shaped. That's true. But, but they do come in all shapes and sizes. Right. Um, I will say that when I'm thinner, I think I'm more of just a B. Okay. But right now, I've been, like, grubbing, grubbing. And I'm starting to get back into being fit. R- but grubbing, grubbing? Grubbing, grubbing. Like eating food? Yeah. Okay. Like, just cooking and eating right. and butter and bread. Yeah. And they're obsessed with finding the perfect fit. That's why Third Love is the only lingerie brand that offers bras and half cup sizes, like I said. And best of all, you can try one of Third Love's amazingly comfortable bras free for 30 days. You just pay for shipping and it's only $2.99. So you really can try this bra, cut off the tag, wash it, wear it all day. You might even forget that it's on and it's free for 30 days. You're just paying a little bit for shipping. So if your Third Love bra isn't your new favorite, no problem. Just return it or exchange it for free. Boom. Why wouldn't you do this? I mean. Why wouldn't I? I might do this just to see, just to know what it feels like. You have a roommate who's a female? It's true. You could, I mean, guys can use bras. I think we need a little perspective. Yeah. We need to understand what women go through. Well, you know, I don't find bras to be necessarily uncomfortable, but you do see some women that maybe it's the wrong size and it's cutting in. You can see where it is in their t-shirt. I definitely have some bras that are too small right now, but it's because my, around my rib cage grows when you gain weight. You know what I mean? It's not like the cup size. I guess it all grows. I don't know. It's a lot of information for you. It's great. Call to action. (laughs) So go to thirdlove.com slash brandy now to find your perfect fitting bra and try it for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com slash brandy to try your new favorite bra for free. Thirdlove.com slash brandy. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm sitting here with my friend, Ken Baker. How are you, Ken? I'm great. And we're here talking to you about your new book, The the Ken. I cannot say this right. The Ken Commandments. Yeah. My Search for God in Hollywood. And... 
I have to tell you, I bought the book to support. Thank as you. I said, if I buy your book, you come to my pod and you're mm-hmm. here. I am. And we so, made a deal. We did. You have yeah. to, like, we have to support each other in this town because it's, it's really hard to find people that will do that. Yeah. Um, and so when I was looking you up, I didn't – and even though I've known you over the years, mm-hmm. I didn't realize you wrote so many books. I know. That's sad. No one realizes I it. I had no It's clue. like can more people realize it I mean, I knew and you go were, on Amazon and buy the backlist? Right? Exactly. I knew you had the one before about talking about your illness. Yeah, and the late bloomer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I knew that one. And then Did you I see was, the movie? No. I, I was oh reading God. about you how you made them. The I was movie. like, what? how do I not know any of I know. This? There's this whole life going on that and no one knows. Wait, that's share. not good. People no. need to know this. No, we know you as Ken on E! News from, that knows the Kardashians. Can we change that? Yes. Well, well you're going to have to, right? <laughs> now I'm interviewing you. We're flipping the tables. But why are you drinking champagne and I'm not? It's oh, so, so patently hello. unfair. That is actually true. Oh, here comes so the bartender. Is, yeah. He's cute, too. He's, <laughs> he's newly single. Will the bartender? Yeah. I heard. I've been listening. He's, he's newly single. Correct. Yeah, I yes, like to give him a hard time, but yeah. So anyway, that yeah. said, I just I really didn't know they made a movie out of your book. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm in shock. We have a lot to talk about. Yes, I'm in shock that my friend Ken is. You're, you're, you're like you have so much going on. You thought I was just a gossip guru? I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, yes. It's champagne with a champagne flute. Yes, but you You have to be. You can't see this, viewers or listeners. It's a baby. It's a baby bottle. Um, it is a baby bottle, but I have a baby tolerance, so it's perfect. So do I. I do too, but like my, after one glass, we, we've only drank once on this podcast, and my voice gets higher than it already is, and it's oh just really gosh. not attractive. Um, Yay, we're getting Ken's champagne. Know you, I didn't know you drank. <laughs> oh, and you're a comedian? <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, so I have cut back since you, Housewives. Do but. you remember when we first met? Is it the lemonade thing that you got? I know that I was telling Will that you always looked out for me. You got me this job with Country Time Cheers. Cheers. Lemonade on the side. Like it made me some extra money. I remember. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I totally forgot about that. Oh, I remember everything. But you don't, a problem. You don't remember what, what led me to help you the first time I met you. Where? I'll, okay. Give me a hint. It, well, I will tell you it was in your house. You oh, don't we- remember. And if you don't remember, I'm going to tell you why, why you don't remember. Okay. In my I was opinion. drinking? You're probably wasted. Okay. <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah. No, no, you weren't. It was in the middle of the day. I was working at Us Weekly. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. And um, you were like, I need to tell my story. Oh, my God. I totally Actually, remember this. scratch this. I wasn't at Us Weekly. You were in touch. I was. No, no, no. no. I was at E. I okay. had just come over to E. But us, pardon me, had broken all those stories right. about your ex and all that, right? So I reached out to you, and I don't even know how I got a hold. I don't know how I got a hold of you because I mean, you were such a private person. No, I was. You were raising your but kids. Everyone you were got, like everyone just, got my numbers. It went not. Yeah, one, I down, don't like, remember, but it, I, you picked up the phone, and and I was like, you know, I work at E, and I'd like to interview you, and you're like, come over. And I come over, hilarious. and I can't believe you know, you're going to maybe start remembering. It was in the middle of the day. I think you lived up – you kind of lived up where the Kardashians live, like up in the Hidden Hills or something. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Or out oh, that Mount, way. It was Mountain View, yeah. Right? It yeah, was yeah, out yeah, that way. Right I remember there. this. Yeah? Oh, my really God. Now hot day in the summer. Oh, I do remember. I come over, and you gave your first ever TV interview about the whole Eddie Leanne disaster. Okay. Oh my God. To me. 
That you is, don't remember this. I tried to But obviously like, it was important in my all. life and not yours. No, that's not true. Don't say that. But the reason why I don't hold it against you is because you were going through so much. Yeah. You were under so much stress. And I remember we were there and you're like, we have to go fast. And I, and I had the crew and everything. And you're, I'm like, why? You're like, because Eddie's going to come over and be picking up some stuff. And I don't want him to know I'm talking to you. I mean, oh my God, you were like crazy. literally, you know, it, just surviving. I was going through it. You were in the middle of it. Right. And I have to find the tape. I mean, it exists. We have it in our library somewhere at E. That's but so you gave E! News your first interview about everything. And, um, and I just thought you were so, just so honest. Like everyone knows this now about you. But this was like what oh nine yeah it right? was exactly you have the best yes. I think I, I don't thought I remembered actually. everything I'm like wait I, know, I don't like, I've known Ken forever Ryan but I forgot how we like connected in the first place but obviously that's how that's what it was but I honestly I really I mean you're obviously more than a survivor you are a thriver I have so much respect for you, you. that you turned this what could have been the most tragic. Uh, Listen, I just, didn't have a brain tumor like you. Well, that's okay. I mean, though. no, I mean, like, but, that's but not... you had a lot of emotional trauma. Yeah, and you turned it around as empowerment, and you're like, and I remember you telling me, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've been relying on him. I gotta, I don't know. I have to like build my own career. I got to do something. Yep. Like I... you were already thinking, and you were in the middle of it, and I had so much respect for you. So you brought up this lemonade thing or whatever. I think. Someone had reached out to me saying, do you know any celebrities? Like people used to always ask me, yeah. do you know any celebrities who like would like – like a mom who would endorse something? And I was yeah, like, was well, so I know sweet. Brandy Glenville. And uh, Brandy Sibrian, you were in my phone forever as Brandy Sibrian. And I was like, wait, I need to change this. You know what I mean? Like I'm the person who never <laughs> uh, changes their contacts. No, I'm the same. But and, you know, on my on my Mac computer, it still says Brandy Sibrian. I don't know how to change it to Glanville. And like it drives me <laughs> crazy every time serious? i swear i don't know if it comes up brandy sibrian when i email yeah it it's does so it does annoying it does. i can show Wait. you how to change it okay. oh my gosh it's that so is hilarious. horrible like, maybe that's, that's why you're in my context still is probably sibrian because that's what happens when you email uh it's so far i've even been into the mac store to have them change it and they can't and they can't do it so you if know you what? can do it well i'll give you a hundred dollars they can't do it conspiracy theory Oh my God! She's no. like, we're gonna hack. Oh my God! I'm gonna hire some Russians. Right. We're gonna hack Brandy's computer. Right. And it's gonna say Cyprian. Oh my word! So she has to live with forever, forever. Well, I have to anyway because I have these gorgeous little men <laughs> that know. live with me. I call them my roommates as joke, um, but they they are my little men and they're, they're little babies, babies. Mason's six two. He just turned fourteen. Oh my God! And he started high school. Six two. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Jakey's Does he get huge. that height after you or the or his dad? My side. I mean, Eddie's, Eddie's like six feet tall, but my um my whole – my dad's I thought Eddie is, was shorter. No, he's a, he's a oh, big really? dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not like – not big, but he's he can – like six feet, six – he says he's six yeah. two, but he's not. You want to know another thing I remember? What? Oh, this was, is exciting. <laughs> so you – that interview was like your first thing. I think I was scared to death. I kind of remember you guys nervous. wanting you guys to like hurry up. Yes. You're like, like, get out of here. Eddie's I was coming. scared. I mean, not like scared of Eddie, just not wanting to deal with the a drama. fight that you know I knew we were going to have anyway. Yeah. Because it well, was he just... was living with her a few blocks away in the yeah, same Yeah, but he was also had the key to the house because he said it was still his house. And so he would come and go as he pleased. Yes. And stay in the guest bedroom. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know. That was <laughs> such a wacky oh. time. But then. I don't know if it was six months, a year later, you 
to your benefit, had talked about your life so much and put it out there, you were now on the covers of the magazines and you were fighting back and you weren't taking, you say shit as a podcast, right? Yeah, you can say whatever you you want. You were taking shit. This is an E, right? No. I can say shit. I can say (laughs) shit on E. You can say whatever you want. I can say shit on E, but then they bleep it out. It's no fun. Um, You weren't taking shit from anyone. I did a follow-up interview. You were in your house. You were renting. Yep. Now, at this point, you were a paparazzi magnet. And I pull up, and there's paparazzi outside. You're renting a house up in Sherman Oaks. Yep. Am I correct? Yep. Okay. I come That's over. so crazy. I and your like... mom was there. I met your mom. My mom, my, yes. My right? mom is my angel. Yeah. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I remembered that we had a connection early on, like before, because I remember um, Melanie as well, Bromley from the Us she Weekly was stuff. Us. Yeah. And yeah. Leslie was covering all of that. But I just remember somehow we got connected. Leslie wrote the book for you. Yeah, she didn't write it for me. I, we wrote it together. We wrote it together. We were co- so we were co-authors. Yes. And for both of them, and um, I get really very—I take that very personally because we—I worked so hard on it. Of course. So when people are like, "Oh, she wrote it for you," you had a ghostwriter. I'm like, if I had a ghostwriter, yeah. I wouldn't have put her name on the freaking cover. Yeah. Like I would have just said, "Buy Brandy," and said, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. But yeah. it's. Both of us. It yeah. took, and you know, and I love her, and she's. I did a co-writing so once, co-authorship, and uh, I. It's a total collaboration. It is. And I mean, it's your voice. It's your book. There's not a word that's not yours. No, it's just like it's everything right. that's coming. It's the writer is just there to lubricate. It's a, to I help. Think, I you, need a direction. I've never yeah, written a book to you, get you going to find the story right. to help you realize what the story is and, and give me homework. Like she's yeah. like, okay, I need more on think this. about this, less on this, yeah. and how'd you feel on this? And yeah. so it really people don't was. know that though. Yeah, they do think. That it's like literally you do nothing. Right. And it's such a process and it takes up at least a minimum year of your life. Yep. More because then you it get depends, promoted. Right. It, it's, it's very time consuming. Now, this new one of yours, which I was saying, I, could, I cannot believe how, many, how much stuff is out there. about. I didn't know that you were a professional hockey player. I didn't know any I of was, this. I was. And um, like the story from the last book, I mean, I knew that you had been sick, but I didn't know like the nitty gritty on all yeah. of it. I... I think you and I – okay, tell me if I'm wrong, but okay. I think we have a – we. I think we have a connection. Like there's something – Yeah, for sure. I think we – there's a few things. One, I was thinking about on the ride over today. Um, this is a great studio, by the way. Oh, thank it's you. It's so nice. It is. Nice. It didn't used to be. We fixed it up oh, a good. little. Oh, good. Good. I yeah. like it. I like the logo. Yeah. They need to dust a little better. Yeah, but... Will back there. He's making yeah, Will. Yeah. Um, I think that – you know, what's interesting is that I think that you look at the whole world of celebrity and entertainment in the similar way that I do. And tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. But that it's not to be taken too seriously. No. That it's an alternate reality. It is not reality. And I know we're in the world of reality TV. But You've been a creature right. of reality television. But there is a distinction between actual reality and Hollywood reality. And what I really appreciate about you is that the moment I met you, you got it. You got it. And then when you got on the show, I knew exactly what you were doing. Like that you were – you understood the character. But it I did was it in you. the beginning. No, but, but you have good end. instincts. You are extremely socially intelligent. Thank you. And going back to the first interview that you did talking about your marriage to E, to me <laughs> – you were socially intelligent enough to know that I have to get my story out there. I can't just sit around and cry and this woman stole my man and all this stuff and and 
I think that you have this fighting spirit, which brings me to the point of I've been through a lot of shit in I my life. No, I didn't. I didn't know all of it until just yeah. recently. And you bring up, you know, like last year we had a movie come out called The Late Bloomer. And I said, go see it because it's on Netflix still, oh, which nice. I love. So then I'll get it's it. It's totally on Netflix, which is great. And great cast. It's really funny. It's actually a romantic comedy about a guy who discovers that he has a brain tumor that had been secreting a female hormone, suppressing his testosterone. And so he gets it taken out and suddenly has like this pubescent experience where he's like Whoa, a wait, teenager. Whoa, what happened to me? But he's What's like pushing that? 30. Right. Yeah, and it's like a, I call it a boner comedy. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that was, first of all, the, the my journey to get to a place where I could write about it. Right. And also present it in a funny way. Right. And have some distance there's always it. There's always tragedy and comedy. And I feel like they go right. hand in hand. And it's so nice to... Put a story like that out there, but put a spin on it so it doesn't take – it has, it has a, like a positive takeaway. But that's why I like you because you took a traumatic episode and you turned it into something. You know, my new book, The Ken Commandments, it's about my spiritual search, and I did it only in Hollywood. I was convinced that <laughs> I was, was going to find my spiritual self in Hollywood. In Hollywood, the reason why it was a personal challenge, right? And I can't wait to get your take on yes. the whole spiritual thing here in town. <laughs> but um, I really felt like you know, like when I don't know if you're like me, but I can be absent-minded at times. Not so much anymore because spoiler alert, I've gotten into a lot of mindfulness and meditation. Oh, and that's things, good. So I'm a lot more. I got I'm, myself I'm, I get frazzled more. and I'm like – come on, it can be all over the place because I have – I'm wearing so many different hats. I'm doing so many different things that – like I'm a mom. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm in the podcast. I'm doing the TV show. I'm paying the bills, running the hospital, paying – you know, it's like yeah. ah, sometimes I just want to go, fuck it. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything. But then I can't. But, but you know, I – I lose my keys a lot. <laughs> okay, so all right. Now, when you lose, lose your like keys, all right. when you lose your keys, what's the first thing you do? You ask yourself. You you backtrack your yeah, steps. Where's the last time? Where where was I the last time I remember having right? my keys? And when I thought about it, and I realized, and in the book, it opens up with me in Las Vegas. Any good spiritual awakening starts on the Vegas Strip, right? I mean, let's face it. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, well, come on. Well, uh, with everything that's happened recently, that's – yeah. That, yeah that, that, aside, aside, that aside. That aside. But that too could be uh, – Sure. I mean, you have to I'm take – I'm sure you people have, to have, have a lot of spiritual awakenings for takeaway. real. I was, yeah. being, I was being ironic. Yeah, no, uh, no, I know. I'm sorry. I'm just like still no. in my head. Awful. Awful no, tragedy. But, no, but um, yes. Like, but there I was. I was covering another tragedy. I was covering Lamar Odom. Oh, yeah. That's okay. horrible. Uh, he had been, gotten into a coma. Right. And I'm on the phone talking to some people in the Kardashian family who are there. And I'm there covering it for E! News. And I knew Lamar. I know Lamar. Um, but you're, and, cl- you're, you're friends with the Kardashians. Yeah, I'm Lamar. in their like, circle. Yeah, they and, trust and, you. And, like, if you want to know what's real about the Kardashians, we go to you because you have the inside track. Typically. Um, and so I was there and I uh, was talking to them and I, I just was getting information and it was pretty awful. It was grim. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, I but do. it literally was, he is in a coma. He's been unconscious. We don't know if or when he's going to wake up and when he does, what he's going to be. Right. You know, they're throwing around the Brain V word. Yeah, he's going to be a vegetable. Yeah. So. I said to this family member at the Kardashians, I said, is there anything I can do? And I literally was thinking, you want me to bring sandwiches? Like, right. You know, anything. You need help with anything. And she goes, just pray for Lamar. Mm-hmm. And the Kardashians had started this hashtag pray for Lamar thing. And, you know, they're such creatures of social media. That became a big thing. And I'm sitting there in my hotel room in Vegas. 
And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, when was the last time I prayed? And I was thinking, I was like, Wait, hmm. did you grow up a Christian? Catholic schoolboy. Okay, yeah. I went to Lutheran school, so I understand. Very similar. Yeah. You know, you have this idea of the Lord, and he's watching over us, and it is a he. Yep. And you can pray, and you can ask, and you can... You have a conversation and a relationship with God. That's what I was taught. That was yeah. I was no, of course. I pray every night. I mean, totally I, makes I, it, yeah, it, it totally it makes sense. It is what it is. But you know, you just speak to your the chaos of life, and you're you're grounded in the material world, and you know, and yeah, there are challenges to being in Hollywood. There's so many distractions and temptations, and you know, there's champagne flutes <laughs> at the podcast, <laughs> no, like usually. us. Cheers. Is there any more? Will? Um, I don't know. Here, you can have some of mine. Thank Are you, you already out? Oh, well, gosh. we were drinking before you got here. Well, you said you had a low tolerance. I'm not I buying do. this. Well, I mean, this is, um, like, this is like six ounces. Okay, fine. Right. I'm not judging. No, I'm just no, saying. No, I, right. Listen, you can judge all day. <laughs> I don't care. So anyway, I um, I was like, oh, my gosh. Let's see. I prayed when my daughter – I have two kids – when my daughter went into surgery for her appendix, you know, so yeah. I'm that guy. Right. You know, like, like what, oh, hey, God, uh, you haven't heard happens. me from a while right. uh, in a while, but uh, can you daughter. please – Yeah. All right. Which is not very holy or spiritual. No, it's desperate. So, true. nevertheless. But I'm thinking, God, I don't pray anymore. All right, I guess I will. So I kind of sit down on the couch and fold my hands and I close my eyes and, you know, I make up a prayer and God, you know, please be with Lamar and da da da. And I stop my prayer. And I'm thinking, does God really care? I mean, really? Doesn't God have like a lot more important things to worry about than Ken Baker's prayer sitting on the couch in the Vegas Hilton because the Kardashians asked him to pray and he just was with hookers <laughs> right. and like overdosed on his like herbal Viagra and his whatever else he was doing. It does it, seem like a, like a made for TV or what made for TV movie. Like it really, it, it seems just so out of the blue and, and champagne problems really. Yeah. You know? And so two days later I'm outside the hospital. I'm doing live reports and I get a text from someone the Kardashians that Lamar woke up. And so the Kardashian family is like, you know, we believe, thank you, God, you know, the power of prayer. And, you know, a lot of spiritual people believe that. And I'm driving back to Los Angeles because I had driven out there because it was in the middle of the night when we found out about this. I couldn't get a plane. I drive out. So I'm driving back. Oh, and I'm thinking the whole drive. way. Ugh, awful drive. Good drive to think, though. Good drive to nothing think else to do. and contemplate <laughs> yeah. your spiritual yeah. world. Um, and, and I'm like, do I think that my prayer had anything to do with him waking up? And my first response, my, my initial response is, no. Like, Don't be a narcissist. Like, it's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I was thinking, well, wait, how do I know? Yeah. I, I have no clue. And it bugged me that I didn't really have an answer. I didn't have a belief. I didn't know one way or the other. And I wanted, I missed having a relationship with God. I didn't know what that meant anymore. I'm in my mid forties. I like have like, I haven't been to church in a while. I go once in a while, I'm dragged, whatever. But I, I really don't have a practice anymore. What do I believe? Right. And so I decided that I would figure it out, but I would figure it out where I last remember being religious. And it was when I first moved out. I worked for People Magazine back in the day, 20 years ago. And I would go to church and I would pray. And I was like, actually, I'd study Buddhism. And I was like very much into And I just kind of lost it. 
And I became determined to find it. And, um, and that's what the Ten Commandments is. It's about my search. And, you know, I'm selling a book right now. But, Brandy, to be perfectly honest with you, like, this has been a life-changing experience. It's made me such a better person. I completely have transformed. It's been a transformative experience. It's been inspiring. I learned so much about myself. I, look, I found out a lot about this town that I didn't know, that I had presuppositions about. Yeah. Um, because all of the stereotypes of the superficiality and yeah. all that stuff, yeah, it's true. Yeah, for but sure. But you know what? There's a lot of other stuff going on here, too. Um, but my book isn't just about going to churches and Bible study, which I do. Um, yes, I went to Justin Bieber's Bible study. <laughs> um, yes! We can talk about that. But, oh, you know, right. I did yoga, meditation, retreats. I went to Scientology. Oh, my oh, gosh, God, that's a whole I thing. Really Have you done it. that? No, God, no. <laughs> okay, Don't... can I get something off my chest? Yes, please do. Okay. Is it a, a cult? <laughs> yes. yes. Go to my Facebook page. I put... Scientology is a cult. Yeah. I, I put that today. I, I really believe it because I, I talked to Leah Remini a little bit about it oh. one time. And then I'm Did watching Did you have her on the show? Face. No. I'm, I met her at My Kitchen Rules. I was doing a Fox show. She was one of our guests. And I, we were talking about it a little bit. And I was just like, I'm watching the shows. And then I watched her on the thing. And I was like, it's a cult. I knew it. I knew it. It scares me. It Okay. There's a chapter in the Ten Commandments about it. I will say this. I'm not an expert on Scientology, though I've read a lot. I studied. I did research. I really want to know. And the whole reason I went to Scientology was because this was a moment in my life. I'm searching for God in Hollywood. And this is my time to not bring any prejudice. Just be open-minded, open-hearted, and give everything a fair shot that draws me in some way. Right. How can I search for God in Hollywood and have a spiritual experience and a spiritual journey without stopping by Scientology? It is celebrity and Scientology are synonymous with each other. Absolutely. Tom Cruise is God. Exactly. So in the book, I call it Tom Cruiseology, <laughs> which I think would be, be much delighted. better. It would be yeah. much better. Wouldn't it be like hipper? Yeah, no, yeah. Be like, well, yeah, I mean, Tom he, Cruiseology. Is, he is a lot older than we – I mean, I think people, because he looks so young, he's in his 50s. And I think he doesn't go out that much. I mean, he's, he's his, whole, his whole being is movies. Yeah. So he lives in a pretend world all the time. That's a good point. And so I don't know that it would be that Well, hip. you know, Scientology is uh, very – Attached to, I mean, look at every major religion has origin stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, go back to, you know, just Native American religions or uh, all the major world religions, the five major world religions. There's origin stories, and and people tell those stories. They start off as oral traditions. They're written down. They're codified, and there's documents. There's the Quran and the Bible. Right, and, the Bible. Yeah. So, so these are all things that we are very familiar with in our society. Scientology has an origin story. It just happens to be. A guy, did you uh, watch? <laughs> a science fiction writer right. in the fifties and sixties who kind of dreamt it up. Right, I saw that documentary. That was it. Was just like this dude just decided to come up you with saw this religion. Going clear? I, no? I, yeah, yeah, it was a while ago, like a couple years ago, right? It's great. Yeah, I was, was at Sundance. Yeah, I was amazing. like, oh my god, this is insane. So I was, you know, at a point, and I, you know, I, t- I'm very open in the book. You know, like I was on antidepressants, anti-anxieties. I am too. <laughs> Oh, you are? Oh, my God. I got off them. Let me me tell you how I got off them. It's hard. Meditation. I can't. I'm too hyper to meditate. I guess what? I like do my You just said, Ken, you've written nine books and you had a movie made and you're going E every day. I didn't know. Guess who had a busy mind? Guess whose mind was so busy and I'm thinking so much and I'm writing all the time and that's me. It doesn't stop running ever though and it's so hard sometimes. You know what? You'll be more productive and more creative if you stop. 
I, I, that's what Xanax is for. Mm. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. It's like Lexapro in the morning, Xanax in the evening. I know. I know. But I will tell you, when I started doing meditation, and I started just blue collar, man, on my own, out of desperation, because I needed to calm my mind. I was wracked with anxiety. I was worried about everything. Mm. I was the least, the, the least place I was was in the moment. I was like... Yesterday, Tomorrow, two weeks from now, next year, high school for never senior. Present. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you have kids, I don't know about you, but you turn into a warrior. You have you to. You can. I have to think about what's going to happen for the next, how I'm going to pay for private school for the next four years. I have to think about that. I have right. to worry about that. That's always back here. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be in the moment. I mean, and here it's a lot easier. And that's why I can't wear the headphones because it throws me off because mm-hmm. I'll start to drift. Yeah. Into what do I have to do at home? What do I have to do at school? What do I have to do for my work? You know, I started off doing this Headspace app, some other apps where they're just guided meditations. It was extremely helpful. Um, and then I went, I decided, you know, the last thing that I would do before I embarked on this Ken Commandments spiritual search was to do something dorky, like go to a spiritual retreat. I always thought that was That's like, oh, that. so I dorky. Like, is it? Well, I it's like a chick Everyone thing. does it. It's a chick I thing. Know. I feel like it's a Hollywood thing. It is, which well, is why I did exactly. it. Exactly. So I went down to Deepak <laughs> Chopra's oh, yeah. uh, center in San Diego, and I had a week of just instruction and meditation and yoga. And Deepak Chopra taught me this form of mantra meditation. Was he actually there? Oh yeah. Oh, oh really? He's so hands on. We've become oh, I didn't know friendly. That. I was just down there a few weeks ago. Wow. Um, he is a very knowledgeable guy extremely knowledgeable and passionate. He is just a great teacher. The word guru means teacher. Right. He is a, a guru in every sense. Um, he's not a god. No, no, he's, god. He's a human, amazing being. human being. Right. Yeah, of course. He's I like mean, flawed as anyone. I just, I didn't know if he even lived in the country. I was just, I he lives you in know. San Diego. Oh, okay. His son and his grandkids live in like Venice or something. He's What's here all the, the time. His, his, the Chopra center. Okay. Well, so I went sense. down there and I learned this meditation technique. It's pretty much transcendental meditation, which is, TM, you've probably heard of that. People have heard of that. But it just involves basically settling yourself. And instead of focusing on the breath, which is most Buddhist-oriented mindfulness meditation, you focus on a mantra that he gives you or that you are given in a ceremony. And you can believe in it and where it comes from, which is basically it's based on the sound of the universe at the time you were born and your location of your birth and all this stuff. But whether or not you believe in it or not, what it's it is, it's a tool. something to change your focus. Yes, it's a tool to focus you on the present. And I started doing it. It was really hard at first. We do these meditations for like an hour. And I literally was like, oh my gosh, I made myself at this retreat. By the end of it, I was craving and I hated when it ended. Really? Now today, I meditate at least 15 to 20 minutes a day. I'm not like the crazy meditator guy, like you got to do it in the morning, in the evening. if I do yoga, I'll do that and I'll do my meditation or I'll do meditation or I try to just be present and mindful throughout the day and just check myself. A lot of it is just observing, not getting caught up in things. And I will tell you that I very recently got off um, Prozac. Oh, really? And it's hard. No judgment here because like I said, I'm on an antidepressant okay. and it's really difficult. I will, I, it's hard. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what's hard about it. I have had dizzy spells and, you know, you definitely have trouble sleeping. My body's aching. You're going through withdrawal. Yeah. Um, 
But I will tell you that the anxiety, the blueness, the agitation, the irritability that can come with not softening all those experiences with medication. Yeah. I just, I always say it takes the edge off. I'm a better yes, human being. Yes, it does. Being. Like a glass of champagne, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but um, what meditation has given me is just a tool. And again, this isn't necessarily a spiritual thing. This is a secular thing, but it's very interconnected. And I'll, I'll mention that. I'll get to that in a second. But, but if you just look at it as a secular kind of emotional health tool that you have in your pocket, I think I got to the point where I felt strong enough where I was like, okay, I can venture out on my own. And I will tell you that I used to have panic attacks, like on planes, <laughs> things like that, right? I had one here. You did? I'm yeah, sorry. It's okay. I, um, I do. I get it because I get overwhelmed right? and, and, and it's just right. too much. And not, knock on yeah, wood, right. I haven't had a single panic attack since. And I used to be racked with fear that I'd have one. But the meditation, I've doubled down on it. It's like I've been more intensive with it. So what I'm saying is that you're looking at someone who's no – there's no more hopeless case than me in terms of like, oh, my gosh, I need just some pills to relax or just so I don't panic so I can survive yeah. and get you – know. I was at that place. How this connects to your spiritual self is that I think underpinning it all, when I really looked at it, was that I had this like deep-seated fear of just – dying of being human of being worried about like everything that comes with that you know the separation of you from your loved ones and what are your kids going to do and and just like being out of control yeah, what's more if you're fear. a control freak like you and i what's worse fear there, of there isn't being out of control so what I've learned just through my own spiritual study, and I tell the story in the book, is that whether it's through going to church again. I mean, I went to church with the Kardashians, which is, we could talk about that, which is fascinating. I can only imagine. But, you know, a lot of my work spiritually with meditation and whatnot is more like really, like the Buddha said, the first law is that humans suffer that life is suffering. The reason why is because we become attached to being so human. We become so attached to this ultimately uncontrollable thing that's always changing. We change constantly. every day. And we attach to things so much, but we ultimately have no control of them, but we want it the illusion that we do. And it creates conflict. It creates anxiety. It bumps us out. And so what I've learned to do, and I have to learn every day, because I am not a guru, I'm just a guy who got to a point where I was sick of being freaked out. Right. And I think when I got to the, the root of everything, there was a spiritual crisis, an existential crisis. And I thought, wow, you know, I can go to a therapist. I can take some pills, you know, whatever. But the underpinning it all, what's really going on? And it was just this ang angst over fear, not having control. Fear, it's exactly. Fear. So if you can get in touch with that and not be afraid of it, and observe I'm it. afraid of fear. <laughs> well, guess what? When you meditate, you can like meditate on your fear. I, I mean, like it is. I I know what you just said because I've had those aha moments where I'm like, it's just fear, and like, just you got to get your head around it, and then I go backwards. So I'm there, and then I retract. I'm there, and then I retract, and it's just um, it's hard in this town with the pressures and that you feel that I feel. Mm -hmm. 
that the the life that we live, the people that we associate with, all of what is expected of us in this business, there's always a fear of not being good enough or not being accepted or not making it or not working. And so when you have that, you're always thinking about how you can still do it. So it's just, it's hard to calm it down and, and just quiet your mind. And, um, sounds like you have found the way. There is a way and it's thousands of years old. You know, the pharmaceutical industry really is a creature of the 20th century. (laughs) Like my friends, I mean, but they're a creature of the 20th century. Um, you know, we're talking about practices that are two, 3000 years old and there's a reason why they've lasted. And, and I, I'm a big believer in it, not because I'm trying to proselytize or convince people that it's the way I'm just saying it works for me. It worked for you. Um, but to get back to that point of like, you know, the stress of daily life, right. Um, one big breakthrough I had was I had a meditation teacher at some point say, you know, those thoughts that come into your head when you're meditating, you sit down, I'm going to be quiet. And then all the thoughts are start rushing in. Oh, I gotta do that thing tomorrow. Oh my God. I hate that guy. Oh, da, 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 da. oh what about this? What about that? Da, da, da. Back to the mantra or back to the breath, whatever it is back to it, back to it. And then you calm down and you, and when you start observing it and bringing it back, you're like, wait, these thoughts are there. They come and they go wait, I'm actually in control of them. Those thoughts, those worries, they're my bitch. <laughs> I'm in control of those. It's true. You have to flip the table. And when you, when, you, when you stop and you start observing them, it's kind of like this teacher told me, if you're standing on the side of the freeway, let's imagine you're on the shoulder and you're watching the cars go by. Zoom, 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 zoom. Those are all your thoughts yeah. that you attach yourself to. But you know what? They come... And they go. But that's a scary thing. Some stay longer. Some just go by. I feel like I always have to be writing lists all the time because I don't want to forget this amazing thought I'm having or what I need to do or this or that because they are so – they're speeding on the freeway. Like – so I'm like I have lists all over my house. That's not a bad thing. I mean I don't know if it's a bad thing but some of them I'm like what what did I even mean in this? What did I write? Like it's just – it is hard to – get yes i'm in charge of those thoughts but i'm i have to be able to recollect them do you believe in god yeah i do and what do you think your purpose is i haven't i mean i know that there's more to what i need to do here and i haven't done it 100% yet i definitely need to make sure I put two little amazing gentlemen into the world. That is my purpose as a mother. There's something more that I have to do. I don't know what it is, but if I, I will be really disappointed in myself if I don't figure it out and do it because I know I can do whatever I put my mind to, but it's getting there and putting my mind to it that freaks me out. So what is your, what is what do you want? Like, like not, not like materially. What is your deepest right. desire, your soul. Des- like, what is it that you want? Well, much like yourself, I'm very afraid of. I, I, I can't even go to funerals. I'm afraid of death. I don't. I fear death. I don't. I, can't, I didn't go to my grandpa's funeral because it just freaks me out. When I had my panic attack in here, it was because I met with Tyler Henry, and he's in my book. Yes, yeah, so I met with him. 
came here and I was so freaked out about we I did connect with other people on the other side and I I don't think I needed to know that and I was just such a mess. I was a wreck for like a week. So you think he's legit? Oh yeah. I, I do. I, I had a, a different takeaway with him. I, I really I just it was so bizarre. I was blown away. Yeah, me too. I was a skeptic. Yeah. No, I was too. Going in, I'm like, eh, whatever. Let's do this. I didn't then... even want to include psychics in my book. But, but my friends were like, you're doing a Hollywood search for God. A Hollywood medium. You, you have to. Like, celebrities yeah. love psychics. Yeah. And it's a Hollywood medium on E. You have to. I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Right. I didn't take it seriously. No, it's crazy. Like, I get the chills even thinking about it because yeah. he, it was so bizarre because somebody had just passed in my life. And it was somebody that just meant a lot to me. But it's like my accountant that, but he was just like this sweet, like mm. sweet little old queen that he would always mm. he saved me in so many ways with my taxes and all these mm. things, and he passed and and mm. I told my parents how old was he? He was old. He had an oxygen machine. Very mm. old little man. And but, he came. He visited you during the yeah. Meeting? And I said I told my parents before I left. I go, you know, I know, but Grandpa and my cousin, all these things. I go, but I really just want to figure out like if Eddie's okay and like his name was Eddie. And so right as we're finishing, and, and he had already hit some of the accounts. The name was Eddie? He goes, yeah. Well, you got right. a lot of Eddies in your life. Yeah. Um, he goes, hey, who's Eddie? And I go, oh, my God. What He's like, he just popped in and said to tell you, hello, girl. And there's and no like, way he would know that. Never. There's no way you he can't would look know that, that, that your name was Eddie. You can't look it up. You would never thing. know. And he knew mm-hmm. the name. And I had said this to my mom and dad that I wanted to, because he had recently passed. And he really, he really was like... An extension of like I don't have family here in Northern or Southern California. So Where are you from? Northern California. Where? Uh, Sacramento. Oh, I didn't, yeah. I so they're I not that. far, mm-hmm. but you know he was really he took care of me and handled like all of these tax things that were going on and yeah. you know he was just like it was just nice anyway. So he's like whoever Eddie is, he just popped in to say hi. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I like almost fell out of my chair. Had you ever given an interview about Eddie? No. Did you tweet never, something not ever, like not ever. my my no, never not Eddie, ever he passed not ever pray for Eddie nope. nothing that he Mm-mm. could that Tyler could out, look like, on social media. Nope, I found out after Christmas because they didn't want to tell the clients during Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was like an email and I just sent back an, another email and I didn't even know nothing. No one would even know who I'm talking I about. I have such a similar experience because in my, in my the chapter that I have with Tyler Henry in my book, he is doing a reading and I was like, my dad died 20 years ago. Um, you haven't mentioned him. This was a half hour in. He's like, okay. And he starts doing this. He scribbles, scribbles right? Yeah. Scribbles, scribbles, scribbles. And he's sweating. We're sitting next oh to the fire. I forgot about that. I have to, I want to post the scribbles. I haven't posted yeah. the scribbles. It's beautiful art, yeah. actually. Well, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I can't imagine. I begged him to let me keep it. He did. I was like, oh my God, this is like art. It's amazing. He's a sweetheart. So he goes, he's talking about, the, my, he's talking about my dad and he's like, it's okay. He says, you know, that he's, you know, he's glad that your three brothers were there. And I'm like, three brothers. Oh my God, my three brothers were there when he died. I wasn't. Hmm. Like, right. But that's not what blew me away. He goes, and Philadelphia and blah, blah, blah. And I, I said, well, why did you just say Philadelphia? I literally was confused. My dad died in Buffalo. Right. Philadelphia means nothing to me. Like, I've been there like once that I could remember or anything like that. I was like, why'd you say Philadelphia? Because at this point, I was really listening. He got yeah, my yeah. attention. And he's like, well, I didn't say it. He he said it. Who? Your dad. I said, Philadelphia. And he goes, yeah. And he says, it's okay that you weren't there because you guys had a lifetime together. And and, and it's okay. And da-da-da. Because I was trying to get back. I was in Virginia, actually. Oh, you're, you're starting, oh, you're trying to my get home like, you gotta in come time. Home. you got to get home. you got to come home it. right now. So I, I hopped on a flight. You know, I'm in like this 
podunk town in Southern Virginia. So I connected, I had to connect and get to Buffalo. And I, I this was pre-cell phone era. I, and I'm remembering the day he died. I had blocked it out. I'd never written about it. It was too traumatic. Right. Like, and I'd written memoirs. I'd written a memoir about my brain tumor. I wrote a memoir about being a pro, pro hockey player. I never mentioned this stuff. Um, and I, I remember that when he died, I had gotten off the plane. I was connecting, and I ran to a payphone. Oh, I called my mom, who's in Buffalo. And I was like, Mom, what's the update? She goes, Kenny, your dad died. Oh, that's horrible. And I remembered, as I was sitting there with Tyler Henry and remembering this day, that when I found out, I was in the Philadelphia airport. airport the connecting flight. I knew it when you said it. Like I get, see, I, this, this stuff even freaks me out. And so I start crying like all the silly celebrities <laughs> on the show, on the Hollywood medium. They all do it. I broke – he broke me with truth. Yeah. So people ask me, do you believe in God? And I say yes. What kind of God? My daughter asked me this recently. Um, she's like, like, like nature God or like Bible God or like, like the universe. And, you know, she's 13. I'm like, oh, I really think God is the truth. And it's kind of a cliche, but it really is. It's if you ask questions, and that's what my book is about, it's just asking questions. I go to Scientology and start asking questions. What is this about? Can this help me? I signed up for a class. It was online. I signed up for a class. It was called Managing Life's Ups and Downs, Using the Teachings of L. Ron Hubbard to you know, uh, be able to cope with the daily ups and downs of life. I was like, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> like, sure, yeah, I'm man. on a roller coaster. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get off this roller coaster. So I show up and um, – they're waiting for me in the lobby and everyone's very attractive and they're young and they're well-dressed and I could probably like eat a hamburger off the floor in the headquarters. <laughs> it's like spot clean. I picture like Tom Cruise doing spot checks right, at night. Right, you know? right there, right there. Right yeah, there. yeah. Another speck of dust. Um, and I was pretty nervous because I started telling everyone that I was going right. that day at E. They're like, good luck. They're going to steal you. Right. They're going to abduct like, you. you know where I am. They're going to brainwash you. They're going to love bomb you. And so I was pretty guarded, but I, I show up and, um, you know, I tell this, the whole story blow by blow in the book, but the takeaway is that they sit me down and they put a piece of paper in front of me. Actually, it's a couple of pieces of paper. And I just got in there and I saw a video and they showed me like the lobby and there was like a little museum and there's the history of it. And I'm like, oh, this is really, you know, everyone's kind of nice. And, yeah. And people didn't seem too weird, honestly. They seemed like they were kind of nice. Yeah. You know, like when you walk into like, you know, West Valley Honda to like buy a <laughs> Civic. Like, perfect. Yeah, everyone's really nice yeah, and like high. And, yeah, that's what it was like. The problem is it became the hard sell like West Valley Honda, where it was like, we're not letting you out until right. we get your soul. Right. Um, oh, and what happened was they wanted me to sign what the lady called a waiver. But I, I took the, the paper and I opened it up and I started reading the clauses and you know, you're in the entertainment industry, you right. know, you, you, you know, a contract when you, you see you, it. Yeah. It's not, you your know first, a waiver. it's not your first rodeo. Yeah. You know, a waiver 
and then you know a, what a, a contract. contract you you yes they're, and they're similar but the, a contract is like okay i'm agreeing to all these things and they go on and on and on paragraph one two three and, and it goes your on first for two. visit i just got there and i said guys I read it through line by line, and at that point, there's three people, and again, they're all very nice. Right. They're perfectly, perfectly nice. And I, I, I close it, I close the contract, and I shove it back across the table, and I said, "I'm sorry, I can't sign this." And they look like shocked, you know, like, "What do, do you, you mean? think they thought that maybe you were going to do a story on them or something?" I don't know. They said, what do you do? I said, I'm a journalist. I'm a writer. Um, For sure. They looked it up prior. There's whatever. No I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't say, oh, I'm writing a book about my search because you know what? That's not – you don't need to. I, I'm just here. I was actually there to take a class. Yeah. I wanted to become a better person. That was the main reason why I was there. And I told them that. I was like, I just want to take a class. Well, we're sorry. You know, there's a lot of people who – really have it out for Scientology and we don't know who we can trust. So if you sign this, then we know what your intentions are and we know we don't have to worry about you. And I go, guys, <laughs> I really just want to take a class. I said, like, to I've see been, if I like it. I said, I've been on a spiritual journey. I said, like, I've been to synagogues. I've been to temples. I've been to retreats. I've been, I said, like, I've never signed a freaking contract. Right? It's a little drastic. And the contract was like, I'm never going to sue you. I'm never going to reveal secrets. What I learn here is proprietary and I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm like, that scares, no, that's, that's a problem because right I'm a there. journalist and right. I've got a big mouth. I mean, right. we've been talking nonstop for an hour, right? So and you I'm should like, be able to talk about your religion yes. freely and openly. So again, I tell the story in the book, but long story short, I end up saying, I, I, guys, I can't. And I, there's more to this. Like they send me, they take me to a room. They show me another video. This guy comes in. He's like, look, I was on drugs and, you know, but Scientology helped me and I really think this will help you. And, you know, but you can't go upstairs until you sign this. I'm like, no. No. So I get up to walk away. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. We can let you upstairs. This is after two hours of them working me. We can let you upstairs, but just for the one class. And I'm like, at that point I was like, do you right. even want to go upstairs? No. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. But I was like, but you're like, fuck it. I'll just do it. But I'll do it. For yeah. the, you know, I'm here. You're, you're, why why through... would you like walk away at this point? Exactly. So I go up there and there's people up there and they're taking like these. It turns out it's like a self-directed course. They have a booklet. You read from a book, a chapter. It's all very, it's pretty primitive to be honest. You read it. Then you answer questions. However, there's a teacher who's there and they kind of help you and do you have any questions and here's how you do it and da 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 which is all fine but here's what made me really freaked out they take your answers (laughs) well the answers you give are are along the lines of when has anyone ever wronged you give us a specific example so what happens if Brandy Glanville walks in and was like, well, and again, that's not your name, but it's yeah. anyone off the street. Well, when I was 12, you know, my uncle touched me and blah, 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 and it really hurt me. And I, you know, it's very confusing. Dah, dah, dah. So guess what they do? They collect the booklet and you leave it and you, you, you walk away yeah. and they keep it. Yeah. And I just signed a contract that right. said I'm never going to do it. And they now, have you. Exactly. They have all the power. They have, like, they if, have, they, if, they, if, they, if you ever decide to leave them, they can use this right. against you. That right. is So I crazy. literally walked out. I was sweating. I, I, in the middle of the test, I was like, I can't do this. I walk out, and the lady was out in the hallway. She's like, why are you leaving? I'm like, oh, I got to go. I'm hungry. Uh, you know, I will never step foot back in there. And. People, I, I tell people I did Scientology, and they say, oh, I want to try that. 
I'm like, oh, no, hate... don't. It is so stressful. And if you're the kind of person, you got to be really strong. Really, really strong. Because right? if you're the kind of person who's like, yeah, whatever, and you sign it. And you get talked into anything. I know. It, and they will wear you down. Yeah. And it's and and, and I really feel that, look, if, if my take on any religion, if it's about love, compassion, tolerance, if it's about believing in good over evil and about leaving the world a better place than it was when you got here, I'm all for it. But if it's about dividing, about um, intimidating, if it's about judging, I'm not, I can't support it. And that's my personal line that I draw. No. And I'm very open. I, I, look, I believe that just like we have hundreds of languages to speak to each other, we have all these religions and spiritual practices right. to speak to the same God. Right. And I'm not going to judge you about how you choose to do it. But I think that there are elements of Scientology, and the reason they call it a cult, that completely go outside the bounds and the values that I think any religion worth following and dedicating yourself to should have. That is my problem with it. It has nothing to do with Tom Cruise. It no, has no. nothing to do with Leah Remini. It has nothing to do with John Travolta and his hair plugs that he may or may not have. He has that. His wigs. His straight okay, up lace whatever. Front, lace front I don't wigs. care. I don't care. I what I care from. about is that this didn't seem to me like something that was going to make me a better person. Right. It seemed like you were joining a cult. A cult. Which, by the way, here's the thing. Is that I think when I actually studied Scientology and I got some books, there's some good stuff in there. And I'll tell you what it is. They've helped a lot of people with uh, dyslexia, people who have learning disabilities. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Okay. Tom Cruise. Okay. Right. <laughs> They've helped people who have traumas. What is the, their whole thing? Is that, oh, you, you go through the, um, um, the e-meter and you do the audits, right? And the whole idea is to go clear. You have past traumas, past blockages, and you become free from them. Why do we go to therapy? Why do we meditate? Why do we pray to God? Because we want to be liberated from this physical world that brings all this trauma and pain. Right, that weighs you down. So I have no problem with, with in theory. No. And I think there's some interesting principles there. Unfortunately, read, go read Leah Remini's book. Watch her A&E documentary. Right. Go – if you must, experience it yourself. Don't believe Ken Baker. Go for yourself. We all believe you can. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, we really do. Because it have... is the Ken commandment. Yes, exactly. You have to believe no, We me. really kind of do. You have that that thing that people just know you're telling the truth. Like, I, I don't know. No. I don't tr – like, you, you're almost immediately – people trust you. That was my takeaway mm -hmm. with you. And I don't feel that way with most people and especially journalists – I've had some really crappy experiences and, and some really shitty things have happened. And so I do know, like, I'm a really good judge of character. Like, when I know someone's a good person, they're a good person. And it really does, I don't, I have my, all my friends, I have 13 best friends for over 20 years. Hmm. And they're my best friends because they're good people. The new friends I've made, the Hollywood friends, have all fucked me over. Hmm. And the few friends I've made in the media, like Melanie and Leslie and you, all have remained true and sweet and kind. And mm. it seems, you know, and yes, everyone has their own struggles. Don't get me wrong. But to me, I feel like when people watch you, we try, we believe you. 
Does that make sense? So should I start a religion? No. I think Tom <laughs> my son Mason has no. Masonism, so I think I'm honestly, good on the religions. Honestly, thank you for that. I mean, that is I mean, uh, the, as a journalist, like that's the kindest thing that you could ever want someone to give, say to you, but just as a person, thank you oh, for saying that and I think you're a very giving person. You put it all out there and I've obviously I've articulated the respect I have for you. So, you. um, you know, but for real what I want people to take away from the Ken Commandments and it's hard to say the like, Ken Commandments. I the Ken Commandments. The you Ken Commandments. The Ten Commandments? Yeah, I know because it's KK. Well, that's well guess what? The There's Ken... twenty Ken Commandments. There's only ten biblical. I love your chapter. So I have titles, twice though. as many. I was looking at them and they're quite. <laughs> well, there's investigate Tom Cruiseology. Yes. <clears throat> which I did. Um, what is the one with Howard Stern? What are we doing? Uh, study the book of Howard Stern. <laughs> Pray yeah. with Gwen Stefani. Celebrate yeah. Jesus. Just like he's just like us. Meditate in Tarina, Marina Del Rey. I mean, that's pretty funny. I can't wait to read this. It was a great experience. And I honestly, I, I, I think I, I was privileged enough to be able to dedicate a lot of time and study and to spend time writing and now sharing it. Um, and my sincere desire is I want to inspire people to find their own path. Their, their own, peace, their true self, like to find their, their truth. What is your truth that that you can live with every day and and that you can rely on? That's there. That will guide you. That's there for you, and that's that's what I hope people take away from it. I don't really have an agenda, but it seems like um, it's a fun. It's a, it's going to be a fun read as well. I mean, like I do it in a you're, fun you're way. You're putting it. You're making well, it. I, ho- it's a ho- It's Hollywood. It's a Hollywood story, but you but know, it's cute. Honestly, I feel like one thing that always bugged me as a kid was I felt like. Church was such a fun sponge. Like, okay, you having fun? All right. Let's turn that smile into a frown. Get in here (laughs) and listen to this priest drone on and on. So I really, what I appreciated was I started going to Bible study. There's this pastor, Judah Smith. He does it right down the street here in Beverly Hills every Wednesday night. And you might see it in the tabloids and stuff and on the websites. Justin Bieber goes there, Gwen <laughs> Stefani, Selena Gomez was going there for a while. Tons of celebrities go there, actually. And so I started going. And you know what Pastor Judah Smith did was he made the Bible relevant. He made his sermons actually entertaining and fun, yet substantive. And I realized if my... You know, pastors growing up were that gifted. Cool, right? Like, I would totally <laughs> like be... Entertained. I would have become a jur- like a Hollywood yeah. journalist. I'd be, like, doing something, like, right. better for society. Well, um, well, nevertheless. But anyway, I... So I, I think that just by opening myself up to new experiences... Because you know what? We all have experiences when we're young. Yeah. And we carry around that baggage as if nothing can change our minds. And we stick to it. This is the way it is. This is what I believe. And I did that before... Well, I challenged myself, and some really beautiful things happened. Well, I'm excited for you, The Ken Commandments. I cannot wait to read it. And I'm so glad that you came in. This is my first time in the pod in the evening. So that was this. You're my first. Thank you for accommodating me, by the way. Oh, absolutely. But I do E, and it's like I'm a slave to the studio, and I can't leave. And it's so hard. I know. You guys have the craziest schedule. But when I leave, if I do have time, inevitably, they'll call me back. Like today, I went out to this, like, quick little lunch. 
It was just like a mile away from we me. Are, we're, hurry, hurry back. We have yeah, a they're like, breaking news. Oh, my God. Harvey Weinstein is like oh, being sued. And the New York Times did this whole story. And I'm like, okay, Murphy's Law. Like whenever I leave the studio, I got to run back. So thank you. No, for of course. And thank you for, for moving it to today because I was in Chatsworth yesterday at my kid's school. And it's you just this. I live in Encino. My kids go to school for, even further away. Mm. And then now you're at E, which is in Universal. It's like yeah. – Getting here, triangulating. Yeah, it's it's difficult. That's why we, we should. Do. Um, yeah, we should. We we need to get together more yeah, often. Yeah, we should. You were Absolutely. at E recently, and I was like, I missed you. You were there talking about. Were oh you, what were yeah, you yeah, yeah. About? I think the vagina monologues. We Is were that what doing. It was? Okay. I was doing that with Teresa Judice and um, some other housewives. Is she going to stay with Joe? Um, I'll tell you. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> no, I, you know, listen, he's going to be in jail a long time. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I will say she's a sweetheart. She's really, she's just such a doll. She really yeah, is. I've never like met she's, her. she's the sweetest person. Like, you know, there's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you after. But right now, how can we get your book on Amazon? I already Amazon, bought it. Barnes & Noble, any, they say anywhere books are sold. Um, I always say that Amazon is the best way to get books. I think so. It's and like easy. Click I know you hate that it. there's like some corporate giant who's the monopoly, but they're good at what they do. They do. It's like half the times I go into the Barnes & Noble, which they're disappearing very quickly. I know. And the book that I want isn't there and they have to order it. You so, know, I, I can't complain about Barnes & Noble. Pretty much the Ten Commandments is in every Barnes & Noble, which I'm really glad. But then they stick it in places that it shouldn't be. It's like yeah. this should be in biography. It should be in entertainment or something. But like it'll be shoved back in like theology. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess I do. Like, it is theological. Like, it, right. But like the books that you were starting. So Amazon's great. Yeah, um, no, but it's... yeah, it's available. And, and you did um, the Audible, right? I think I it, saw yeah, that on Audible there. and Kindle, and so it's it's all there. And I love doing the audiobook. It's the really, audiobook so fun. personal when you tell your own story. I did the second book, which was not. It was just about all the men I had slept with. So it wasn't mm-hmm. really like. Like tear jerking, but I didn't do the first one. But if I ever do the first one, I know I won't be able. Even when I read it back now, I cry. Yeah. Oh, I wow. laugh. I cry. I. Well, I read the Late Bloomer. That was my first audiobook, and the Late Bloomer, like about this brain tumor and all these things. Like, isn't it I mean, weird to see emotional... how far you've come? That's the biggest. Mm. I think going backwards to read just to appreciate where you are now, and it kind of reopens some wounds. But at the same time, you're like, gosh, I really, I got here. You're doing great. No, thanks, babe. Keep doing what you're doing. Be strong. But you know what? Keep working on your spiritual path. I really urge you to do that. I need need to. And you know what? Yeah, look at Some people have conditions. We have modern-day medicine to help us through things. But, you know, I really think you are strong enough. You're a strong woman, and you are strong enough, and you have the tools within you to cope with whatever – anxieties and stresses you have i really believe that i i think i just need to give myself a little more time for me but it's hard to do that when you're running around doing trying to make shit happen and you know doing meetings going to school doing that and so then you get a little time and oh you have this you know we need five thousand words on this you know and you're just like ah but aren't some of those rewarding things it's, in life, am- the it's amazing things, i mean it is right? when i look back look how hard it is to raise kids oh my gosh and they're so that's good. almost impossible they're so when naughty you think but about they're it. so good and look how rewarding it is they are do you think it's harder to raise kids than it is just to sit for five or ten minutes a day and meditate yeah. <laughs> it's much harder to raise kids. I don't kids. even – like I right. can't, I so can't you can do still that, for five minutes. If you can mm. – I'm, I'm like – I'm a – if I don't have something – if I don't even have noise, like the kids are gone. I turn on cartoons so I hear – I feel like they're still in the house. 
Like I need chaos a little bit. I thrive on chaos. Is it distraction? Um, maybe. I'm afraid to be alone with my thoughts sometimes because, but when I write, I have, it has to be silent. I kids have to be their dads. I can't have the dogs bark. I can't have any, anything because I, I, I lose my train of thought so easily. Well, if you have trouble meditating formally, here's, here's something that I've learned. I do it every day. Ask yourself four questions. Just sit with yourself. Don't even do meditation because some people, it's, you know, like you said, ask yourself four questions. Who am I? And answer it. Whatever comes to your mind. Who am I? What do I want? What am I grateful for? And what is my purpose? And I really, truly, they're called the soul questions. And I think just the act of asking them and thinking, which is meditating, about the answer and telling yourself the answer is meditation. And it can really be guideposts for you because it makes you check in on what's important. And those are hard questions to answer to but yourself. You know, when you're honestly. having a bad day, to ask yourself, what am I grateful for? And to have an answer, yeah. that's a gift. No, that's true. Gosh, I sound like a guru. I know, right? Deepak Baker. Right. I What's know. going on here? Right? Bakerism. Baker, like, and we could just roll some doobies and bake, bake, <laughs> make out. No, I thought there would be more drug paraphernalia here. But really? It's very clean. No, very no, clean. we don't. I'm we, kidding. No. I'm kidding. Oh, oh for me? <laughs> I'm like, no, no crack pipes here. Right. Ken, thank you so much for being here. Okay. I cannot wait to get into your book. And your new book is available, like I said, on Amazon. It's called The Ken Commandments. And my search for God in Hollywood. Get it now. Hey there. I'm Victoria Shade, the host of PetMD's Life with Pets, where we celebrate pets and the people who love them. Each week on the show, I'll explore a different facet of pet parenting from troubleshooting challenges like litter box problems to dealing with muddy paw prints on the couch to learning all about how you can help dogs and cats by fostering. You'll hear from amazing guests. And on most episodes, you'll also hear from Millie, my studio pup who likes to snore in the background. We've got new episodes launching every Mondays. So make sure to listen exclusively at podcastone.com, the new Podcast One app, or at Apple Podcasts. And it would be great if you could rate and review the show so other pet parents can find it. That's PetMD's Life with Pets. Learn, laugh, and become a better pet lover along the way. Well, that was awesome. I, I love Ken, and it's really funny that it came right after I told you about how to take a Xanax yes. and drug myself and yeah. how he's saying don't don't do take, it. Don't, I, I'm in his camp. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I don't want to have to be Well, you've gone from a, a hole to a right? half. And yeah, we'll go to a quarter, and it's not and all the maybe time. Be done. Yeah. But I will say, my Lexapro and I like it's my baby. I can't. That sounds aggressive. That's my baby. Your I can't. Baby. I, I've tried to go off it in the past, and would just... you choose it over your own children? No, See, God, so it's no. Not your baby. But a better parent when I have <laughs> drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Duh. Okay. Um. Anyway, love Ken. He's always like I said, looked out me from the beginning. Yes. Like he always like looks out for me and right. vice versa. And I just really trust him and like him. And I thought, okay, I'll buy your book, but you have to come on my pod. So and he gave you a free one. So now you got two. Yeah, copies. no, I have to, I'll give you one. Okay. But he signed this one. So I'm going to keep this That's one. That's fine. Let's keep that. All right. Um, I have to go finish okay. making pot pie. All right. All right. Chicken pot pie. Yeah. Great. So good. I'm going to freeze it and give it to the kids later. Cause Cold. I just like to cook. Okay. When no one's home. You're going to freeze it and then make them eat frozen chicken pot pie. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to give that it to them frozen great. because microwaves are horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.